Everyone, you are listening to the Trade Show Minute on Rave Radio, the AV industry's leading podcast network. And I'm your host, Johnny Moto, who is also with my other host, Victoria Barella. And we are coming to you live from Orlando, Florida at Infocom 2019 at the Peerless AV booth, where we're proud to be here. And we're even prouder of our partnership with Peerless for all our podcasts for the duration of Infocom 2019. Today, we are joined by Mark Del Judas. Del Judas. Mark, thank you for being here. I have ruined that already. So first of all, thank you for your time. Thank you for the correction. Mark Del Judas, you're the AV service director at Media Centric, correct? That's correct. Wonderful. Now, for people like myself who are unfamiliar with the company or maybe people listening out there who don't know about Media Centric, can you give us a quick overview about what, what the company is, does and offers? Sure. We're uh, sort of a pioneer in the AV industry. Uh, David, the founder of our company and myself, both uh, started out creating outsourced labor services about 20 years ago. Okay. And we merged a couple of years ago into uh, a larger organization of media centric as it is today. And uh, we both saw this need for from large integrators and somewhat from manufacturers for help installing the systems and getting them going and servicing them. And so we set out on a path of providing those services. And did you say AV services from 20 years ago is when this started? Mm -hmm. Now, I think we're all familiar, at least Victoria might be with this term you all hear out there, AVASS or AV. AV as a service, right? Or services for AV and things like that. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about doing services for AV 20 years ago, yeah, stuff way before people are doing now. Right. Similar or, or different? Right. Or well, you know, the typical business model was you sell products and you have a you team of technicians a, a box and, and you do engineering. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I worked for a couple early on integrators, um, one of the first Amex dealers in the Bay Area, for example. And I learned a lot about the business, obviously, from them and um, saw a need for uh, more help to bring in more specialized help. Yeah. Because we needed help. <laughs> and so I got in this mode of, you know, finding people who could help us on a project basis. And then uh, Gary Kimball, the guy that I was working th for, passed away very suddenly. And I was on my own. Uh, I looked around at the industry and I said, you know, I'll bet a lot of the other integrators could use help with projects. And I was really great at wiring up racks and doing that kind of stuff. So I approached them and they were very grateful for that inquiry and uh, started hiring me to help them complete projects. And in that process, uh, they started to ask me to bring more people to help even more. So all of a sudden I turned into an employer and saw this, you know, this, this path opening up of simply providing those services and not focusing on the sale of the box products and the interaction with the end users. And I like doing it. Well, so, I have I have a question for yeah. you. Um, so you've said it's for it's been for twenty years. Um, what are some of the different hurdles from you know even five years ago that people are coming to you and asking, hey, we have this problem, and how is it different today? Uh, what are the solutions that you provide for that? Well, the initial problem was that people didn't understand what we were offering. Mm -hmm. They're like, what? Well, how can you be an AV company if you don't sell anything? Well, we sell services. 
I just yeah. actually took a class today about that. It was more IT, uh -huh. but they're explaining, you know, Same there's concept. AV services and there's IT services. So I also right. am very new and I'm trying to understand. But yeah, so. Yeah. Um, in fact, this business model was already much more prevalent in the IT world mm -hmm. for, I don't know, many different reasons mm -hmm. um, to where IT business was more specialized. There were companies that sold products and made products and there were people who implemented the products in the field. Mm -hmm. And they were usually freelance. They were usually uh, independent. So I kind of, I guess I kind of observed that model and uh, decided that that was an interesting way to do it and I felt comfortable with it. And the demand just grew. The difference today is that we're recognized as a part of the industry. Mm -hmm. There's quite a few companies out there who provide these services. And uh, we have a council that we've organized, the ITS council, mm -hmm. that uh, represents companies who do this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And we're in extremely high demand. Um, it's very difficult, the larger an integrator gets, it's very difficult to run technical teams and installation crews and sustain everybody while you're also dealing with the product sales and your client relationships and everything else. It's, it's a very complicated formula. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, many do it well, but it turns out they all need help. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a fun and exciting business thing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a model that was obvious to me and it's now becoming clear to the industry. Good, that, good, I'm happy to know, hear that. that. They need us. Now, I imagine that you have a booth here at Infocom? We don't this year. We did last okay. year in Vegas, um, bringing, bringing all our stuff to Orlando. We're still, we're still a fairly small company. Yeah. Seemed a little bit economically daunting. Yeah, I, and, I see that. You know, we're, we're, in a, um, we're in a phase of growth right now that's kind of pulled our attention away a little bit from promoting ourselves yeah. as much. Okay. So uh, we'll probably have a booth next year the show in, in terms of uh, from last year to this year is there anything new and exciting that's uh, that's happened other than you know the services and such well I think there's there's some big paradigm shifts going on I mean the LED direct view technology is taken off you know you're, you're sitting right in front of a big, large LED screen right here um, that has changed the way the show looks for sure yeah and it's changed the perception I think for corporations and a lot of commercial clients especially, of what these companies can provide and what can be done. And so, you know, having, I've, I've been doing AV for over 30 years now and started my first company doing this stuff in 1994. So the industry has changed phenomenally. Yeah. You know, when I started, there wasn't any internet yet. There was right. barely cell phones. <laughs> Most of this stuff didn't exist. This show was speakers and overhead projectors. Now yeah, it's really you know. grown. I think, I, I think at that time I didn't have a cell phone. I think I still had a pager. Right. Like I still do, but it's only to say I'm a doctor, but nobody checks that. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. <laughs> I had two pagers and a lot of quarters in my in my truck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the the, fine pay phones. A struggle that yeah. kids will never have to deal right. with. And, you know, I knew where every pay phone in San Francisco was. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is really amazing how the industry has changed and evolved. And, um, the, the everything's so much easier to use. It's so much easier to install. Uh, there's been an amazing amount of engineering and thought that a collective huge amount of people, you know, have poured their passion into this and, uh, and, and created all this stuff based on need. 
all of these products are based on what people need to communicate with each other, to present their company, to um, teach people. Yeah. You know, uh, so many things. And, you know, I really enjoyed uh, Avixa, changing the name to Avixa, and really highlighting that what we do is create experience. And then for media centric, I have a question. Um, so you're saying that you, your com what your company does is more recognized now um, at the trade show. Um, are you either as media centric or you know maybe a Vixa? Are you guys bringing this to the you know everyone's attention? Like, hey, this is what we do. Are you are you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are there, are there classes or videos or demos or presentations that you guys give out that people can? Uh, learn about this. Well, Avix has been asking me to put together some kind of a class, mm -hmm. like that small integrators can take, mm -hmm. to better understand how to use subcontractors, outsourced labor, whatever you want to call it, specialized skill providers. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that we did ten years ago was create the ITS Council, which is the Independent Technical Services Council. And this was a dream I had for several years before we finally got it off the ground. And the whole point was to become visible. That's good. That's we were invisible. No one knew we existed. And now that it's good that you guys are, you know, it's it's changed a lot since then. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I see a value in that, that you, you guys created that. And, and thank, I got to thank Vixa for all their support. I mean, there's countless people who've gotten behind us from the top leadership on down and the staff there that have worked with us and helped us and guided us. And we're still a very, very small council compared to a lot of the other councils. Mm -hmm. um, I'm thrilled to see all these new councils emerging, like the Women's Council and the Diversity Council, which I also um, serve on those councils as well, because um, I think it's important to support the, the evolution in the industry like that. But um, for our council, it's it, we're finally at the point where people are understanding it. Um, and yes, we have to work more. Uh, it's one of the things the council's working on is how do we get the word out? How do we help educate people as to what our value is here? Um, which is significant, you know? Where, if I wanted to become part of the council or come to your meetings or discussions, where can I find that information online? Well, we have a council webpage. Um, and basically any member of, of VIXA could apply to be on any of the councils. I think there's 11 or 12 councils now. I think so, yeah. Um, but each council has their own page on the main Evixa website. Mm -hmm. So we can find so, it there. Yeah, there's links there. And then uh, if we wanted to reach out to you and Media Centric, where can we find that online as well? Uh, that would be mediacentric.net. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone like me, like I said, I'm new to the industry. And I mean, I, I ironically just took a class this morning, but let's say I didn't. Uh, could you tell us an example of, you know, a client coming to you and saying, hey, these are these are the problems we're having. You know, what what is that? look like for you what, what kind of solutions are you providing and what well, kind of it's interesting you would, you would you would put it that way because that's what's been happening at the show this year especially mm -hmm. is major manufacturers and integrators coming to us and saying we're having these problems can you help us solve them mm -hmm. and the problems are scaling the phenomenal growth they're having in sales mm -hmm. now you can it's one thing to sell the stuff it's another thing to actually implement it, mm -hmm. to install it, to commission it, to get it working right. Is it always uh, a system that's already installed or do they ever come to you brand new from a project? Um, both both things happen. Oh, okay. You know, um, we have a whole service department and many of the companies in ITS do as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, an existing system, it would probably be a service call or an upgrade. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but the majority of the stuff that we do is initial installs, mm -hmm. you know, from, from, from the beginning, turnkey. Mm -hmm. And then you have all your commissioning and your calibration of the equipment and your testing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you move into a phase of servicing it and doing maintenance, preventive maintenance and things, things mm -hmm. of that nature. Sure. So a lot of companies find it very convenient to have, you know, skilled assistants with that, that they can plug in and out. Mm -hmm. They don't have to pay a, a staff full time. In fact, some of our clients um, design the equipment, sell the equipment and don't have any installation crews at all. You know? So what, um, how would you define um, media centric different than the other companies that do what you do? Um, why are you guys different? Well, David came into the industry from the IT world. <laughs> I came into the industry from nuts and bolts, you know, installing racks and wiring up, <laughs> putting projectors on the ceiling and, and um, doing live sound. <laughs> I did I, I did rentals and uh, corporate events for a long time before I came into the installation side of the industry. <laughs> so I came into it with a real uh, ground floor of, you know, the, the, the equipment. Systems, yeah. And he came into it with a great passion and interest for the software and the how are these devices going to communicate mm -hmm. to each other and all that. So one of the things that set our two companies apart when I first met him that I found very interesting was that he wanted to learn how to make all that gear work. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I just wanted to put it in really well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was more mechanical and he was more theoretical. So it worked out perfectly that you guys came together and, you know, yeah. one person has this knowledge, the other person has another, like, yeah. deep knowledge. And yeah. That's good um, to hear. And, and really, I give him a lot of credit that um, compared to my company and a lot of other companies in the ITS Council at that time, he went full bore into commissioning and calibration, mm -hmm. and which was difficult because the manufacturers did not understand our value at all. And they weren't interested in offering us training in that, those, those areas, like programming. Mm -hmm. um, and he worked really hard and, you know, through the council, we collectively worked really hard to get the manufacturers to understand the value mm -hmm. of us knowing how to program and, and calibrate their equipment and provide us the same education they do to their dealers. We might not be selling the equipment for them, mm -hmm. but we're still maintaining their brand identity by making it work right. Mm -hmm. And once they saw the value in that, all the doors opened and you know any members of the ITS council can get their technicians trained by any of the major manufacturers mm -hmm. just like the dealers can sure. so that was a big a big shift a very positive thing and uh, but I give David a lot of credit for that he he saw that coming and he helped push that idea mm -hmm. and um, to this day we're we're pretty much at the top of the game as far as providing that type of service. That's good to hear. Yeah, uh, I feel like I hijacked Johnny's uh, podcast here. So I'm no, going to turn it doing... over to him and see if he's got a, a questions of brewing in there. No, you know there. what? I think that's actually the end of our time because we're cutting into the next podcast. Okay. So for now, I think that's it. And what we're going to do is invite you back for a longer mm -hmm. in-depth conversation. So that brings That'd me to great. the end of these questionings. Mark Del Judas, thank you so much for your time. Sorry I messed up your name in the beginning, but thank you for correcting me. We applaud your um, your drive, what you're doing 20 years ago, what people weren't even thinking about up until now, essentially. Uh, I think you might have already mentioned it, but for people that uh, want to learn more about the company, where can we all learn more about MediaCentric? Yeah, our, our, web, our web address is mediacentric.net. Mediacentric's one word, .net. 
Okay, thank you so much. I'm Johnny Moda. I am Victoria Barella. And that pretty much does it for this episode of the Trade Show Minute. And if you'd like to listen to all of our live podcasts or read or watch all the Infocom coverage and you've got, I don't know, a lot of free time, I encourage you to do it because there's literally, literally hundreds and hundreds of videos being shot. There's a ton of blogs. And if you've been listening all week, we've been doing, I don't know, average of anywhere from 20 to 30 podcasts a day. Check it all out at the microsite. Do it. Go there now. It's simply ravepubs.com forward slash Infocom 2019. And if you're happening here, still be at the show in Infocom Orlando, Florida. Come on down to the booth. We all accept snacks and gifts of water, coffee, or just little snacks. We love you. This has been the Trade Show Minute. But again, if you're in person, come down to the Peerless AV booth 3429 and say hi.